0: in just a few taps because when it comes to getting the most out of your home you can do this when you Angie that download the free Angie mobile app today or visit angie.com that's com.
1: now streaming only on Disney plus my name
0: is Taylor welcome to the eras
1: tour experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking eras tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. Howdy fucking doodah, girls. We're back. <laughs> I'm Camo.
2: I'm Tasia. Oh, my gosh. I just want to take a moment to let everybody know that it's a gorgeous day.
1: A gorgeous day for two gorgeous beauty queens.
2: So today's episode is going to be over, you know, mental health and kind of like how we've gotten to the place that we're at now, because we were talking on the phone earlier this morning about like how I, as a kid, had like crippling anxiety and like my teachers always told my mom that I have like ADHD and stuff because I used to do these like weird habits.
1: little tics and quirks. Yeah. And
2: it was almost like concerning. It was actually very concerning, especially for me because I was the one living like that. But my teachers kept telling my parents that I had like ADHD. And obviously at the time, my mom didn't believe in medication um, and she didn't think I was ADHD. Um, Well, you know, fast forward throughout the years, it just never got treated. And so I think I was at age 17 when I got like diagnosed and they told me, it was like, you don't have ADHD. You actually have crippling anxiety, which can pretty much relate and have the same exact symptoms as ADHD. But basically if you got your anxiety um, under control, you know, you would start being able to focus. You would stop doing these weird, you know, tics that you have and all these things, which for me, that was very true because, you know, I've been on Effexor for, I want to say three years maybe. And That is very true. All the tics that I used to do, I don't do. I don't even bite my nails anymore. Like it literally does calm your mind to kind of stop doing, um, what is it? Stop your mind from racing, I guess, to where you do these weird habits and then also being able to like focus. And that is my concern because I've come off of like 150 milligrams of my medication. I was telling Cam, I was like, I'm almost like worried to come off of any more because like I really don't know what it's like to you know, feel anxiety the way that I used to have it. Like it was so bad that like every day my stomach hurt. Oh, can't eat, my stomach hurts. And like, it's always a knots, or always having like panic attacks or always like worrying about like the worst possible things. And so like, I think when you go so long being medicated, you almost forget like how you used to feel. And although I do want to come off of this medicine because I think that it's it does more harm than good particularly because it's such a strong medicine it's even been recalled like I do want to come off of it but like I I don't want to come off of it and then like feel all these emotions and feelings that I used to not be able to live with so it's definitely a a battle but I have come off 150 milligrams I have 50 more to go and it's gonna take some time because literally in the mornings like or at nighttime I start feeling weird because I take it in the morning I take the 50 milligrams in the morning and then at night I start feeling a little weird and then I'm like whatever it's bedtime anyways. And in the mornings, I feel like absolute, complete shit. Like my body hurts. My body's doing like weird things. Like I told Is this you- this like
1: only happens since you <clears throat> stopped taking your dosage?
2: Yes. Literally. It's, it's literally, I think, two Maybe days- Maybe you
1: should take it. What do you mean? Like if it's going to cause you all this stress on your body.
2: Well, that's the thing. It's like eventually I'm over- I red t- balloon over there. Yeah. Eventually over time, like it fixes itself. And that's why like I didn't, my doctor, which is insane because usually doctors will tell you like, don't come off effects. So like my aunt is on it and they told her that it's easier just to stay on it than to come off of it. I'm a former, I believe that if I've been able to come off drugs, I can come off a fucking antidepressant. You know what I'm saying? Like I can do it. I mean, I literally have come off 150 milligrams and people that's like said to be impossible in the amount of time that I've done it. So if I can come off of that, then I can come off 50 milligrams. It's just this time I'm going to have to literally wean myself. So literally like half the 50, then half the fucking twenty. Yeah, well, that's
1: the way to do it. Yeah. You have to wean yourself, especially because you're taking such a high dosage. But be careful, sister girl. That's all I'm going to say to you.
2: Yeah. it's Because that sounds scary. It is. The brain zaps are what gets me. But I think that I feel like after a while, like – Will I say I'll never be on antidepressants? No, I'm not going to say that, but I definitely would rather be on a safer one. I don't even know how Effexor is even okay to take. Like any antidepressant that makes your body that dependent, like that is like kind of scary. And like I started doing my research on it and that's really what made me want to stop doing it because I was seeing like reviews where people had stopped taking Effexor and they said that like they still, they still do not feel the same. Like it did something to their brain. Now, do I think that's going to happen to me? No, but, like, it is scary to read about, and, like, I don't want to continuously keep taking it, and then years to come that happen, you know? It's just crazy to me.
1: Well, listen to your body. That's all I'm going to say. If you feel like it's time, girl, it might be time, but.
2: I do because, I mean, I have literally, I feel like I've been, like, running away from the idea of, like, coming off of it, but I know that I need to, and, like, I know that I can which is why I'm like really proud that I've come off the 150 milligrams. But I thought it was crazy because my doctor was like, oh, just stop taking it. And within like three days, you'll be back to normal. I'm like, "Uh, I don't think that we're talking about the same medication here. Like that, no. See, when I was pregnant with Greenlee, I came off of it. But I will say that I wasn't on it for nearly as long at the time. So I wasn't on it for that long at that time. So it was easier for me to come off of it. I've been on it for years. So obviously it's gonna be harder, but also I was pregnant with Greenlee. And so like the nauseous feeling and like the how I the brain zaps and all that shit, I was already feeling like shit because I was like in the beginning of pregnancy. So I really didn't, it really didn't affect me that much because whether or not I stayed on it or not, I was still gonna feel sick for a few weeks. Does that make sense?
1: The brain zaps is what gets me, girl, what? That's scary, when you describe that, I would have literally, our fucking overthinking asses, I would have been like, oh shit, I'm dying. This is it, goodbye.
2: Yeah, it, it definitely is. It's it's very strange. I will say <clears throat> Like that. an
1: electrocution in your brain? Yeah. Are you kidding? Me? That's a thing?
2: Yeah, it Bro. almost like I was walking in the grocery store and the floor was coming up. And like my head, was, it feels like your head is swimming, like fish, like maybe fish are swimming in your head. Does that make sense? Like it feels so weird. And you're like, what the fuck? And like you really can't tell anybody like what you're feeling. So like I was with my dad at the time and I was like, I got to go outside. And as soon as I got outside, I threw up everywhere because like everything's dizzy and I'm still fucking walking. So obviously I'm going to throw up, you know.
1: That sounds like vertigo.
2: Dude, that is exactly what it fucking feels like. That is exactly what it feels like. But it eventually goes away. And like it doesn't like, at least for me, it doesn't keep happening. It just like comes and like spreads. But also That's what's scary. weird is that this morning I woke up and I just got off my period and I started my period again. So when I tell you my body is going through it. it yeah, is you were freaking
1: the fuck out. Yeah, that is, that is scary, though. But I mean, what's I feel like there's just really no copy and paste. Like everybody's body is different. Like you can go through something is just so random and there's like no rhyme or reason as to why it's going on. And it just happens. And like. It sounds concerning, but then like your body resolves it. And there's just like so many like weird things that my body does for a few days at a time. And I'm like, am I dying? And I'll like look it up and it sounds so scary, but then it just like resolves on its own. And I'm like, okay, period. I guess I'm not dying.
2: Yeah, it definitely, it's it's an experience. That's why I always tell people like if you want to get on antidepressants, obviously you need to take care of yourself. I believe in medication. I do. But get on something that is not so... That your body is not going to be dependent on it because of long But that's the thing; they
1: all, every one of them, you do become dependent on it. I will say because it's it's fixing that imbalance in your brain, and the thing is, is everybody's body, like I said, everybody, literally every single body is different, and everybody's brain and chemistry reacts to things differently. So, like, affects her might do wonders for one person and might be detrimental to another. So it's just like, it really just all depends on like your chemistry and your unique body composition and how your body's gonna metabolize it, you know? Cause everyone literally can react to the same thing completely differently. That's what's so scary. And you have to go through like trials and errors sometimes. I mean, that's probably not even the first medication you've been prescribed, right?
2: Right, and that's what I was saying is any other medication that I've ever been prescribed, I've easily been able to come off of it with nothing so like it's a it's different between like you your mental health like it's different between like you feeling like your mind dependent and then your body is dependent two different things. Mm-hmm. It is easier to come off something that you can tell your that you can shut off in your your in your mind. Does that make sense? But like when your body is physically like aching and shit, like that is where it becomes scary. Like that's not normal, and no other antidepressant does that. I am pretty sure the only antidepressants that do that and that they'll tell you is like Zoloft and Effexor, because Zoloft is like a lesser version of Effexor. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's just not very it's not very cute and gorgeous, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and obviously there are other, you know, medications that your body will physically hurt coming off of. But
1: I one thing it's totally random, but I love doing this podcast because here we are rambling about us being so mentally ill and people get on TikTok and they just see you especially just being a silly, silly goose. And it's like there's just this duality. It's same thing with like your Instagram versus your TikTok. Mm -hmm. But it's like, this is the reality. And like, this was honestly kind of like the goal with this podcast was like, you see all these creators and they just like play up this like, ah, life is great. And life just really isn't sometimes. But I guess like, that's part of like the message of this episode. Like, there is always chaos, but there's yin and yang, good and bad. You know, like, I, the past like, three weeks have honestly been a bit of a nightmare this past week I'm kind of like getting over I'm no longer in the thick of it I've kind of just like accepted the cards that have been dealt um don't really want to speak on particular situations just cuz I feel like I've just already spiraled out of control over the past few weeks but I'm getting better I'm feeling better and point being made even in the lowest points of the past few weeks There's beauty out there to recognize. Like, I love going to the park. I say it all the time. And just, like, being in nature just, like, really puts things into perspective. It's, like, I'm so small and my problems are so small in the grand scheme of things. Like, I've been through so much. I've gotten over so much. This is just another hurdle, unfortunately. But, I mean, there's always something good to look forward to. Like, I literally got laser hair removed the other day on my face. So, um that's very exciting. Right now you you can still see like the hair. Like some of it's like like immediately came out.
2: What is their name? Can I look them up? I want to see what they're about.
1: Yeah, so W I F H facility in Dunwoody, Georgia. Um not getting paid for this, but um they are legit girls. They're amazing fantastic facility. I highly recommend. They do body sculpting, they do fillers, they do Botox, they do facials, they do all kinds of things, girls. So, um if you have, if you're in the Atlanta area and you need some services, hit up the WIFH. You do boob jobs? Um, <laughs> I don't know about that one. Um, but yeah, they were just like really nice. Like I had a a cute and gorgeous time with Miss Rose. Um, we were just laughing, Kiki, in and she was zapping my five o'clock shadow away. But I know, like, all, right now, girls, if you are interested in laser, like. A lot of people in my comments were, like, telling me about how it changed their life. And she was telling me the same thing. Like, a lot of people, it really gives them confidence. And for me, like, my facial hair has always been, like, a major source of, like, insecurity because, like, I want to be more feminine, you know? And so it's, like, hard because I'm biologically male. So, like, I produce facial hair at a higher rate. And, like, right here, like, oh, my God, the, the places where, like, my facial hair is the thickest, that shit kind of hurt low key. Like it literally felt like somebody was pulling a rubber band and like slapping the fuck out of my face repeatedly. Um, but it really wasn't that bad. Uh, but yeah, hit up WIFH in Dunwoody, Georgia. Tell them camo sent you. They have, I think like 10% off all their laser packages all May long. So girls get into it. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. Yeah. Um, to get my next seven rounds of it, because this shit's gonna be gone, I know it's not permanent permanent, but it, when you get it, like you will lose seventy percent of the hair permanently, yeah. like I won't seventy percent of this will be gone permanently, and the rest of it will grow back thinner and finer. so I'm excited for that. Um I want to get laser on my whole body though that would be cute and gorgeous, but this is just the the focal point right now,
2: so I actually got this tool sent. And it's called Kinsey hair removal. And like, it's an at-home treatment. And like, you just put it on and like-
1: It zaps the hair away.
2: It does. And like, within a matter of weeks, like it's, you start seeing like a a huge difference, like a visual difference. (gasps) But you only go over the place that you want gone three times. And I think that's um, once a week, maybe, or maybe it's, I think I might have it backwards. But it's supposed to like literally remove the hair.
1: Oh, my God. Let me know how that works for you because I will invest. Yes. There so. was there was one that I saw on TikTok advertised and it was like if you do it eight times to yourself that it would be like permanent, permanent. But I don't know how much I trust that. Um, but it would be cute and gorgeous to have, you know, a bald body entirely. Yeah. You know, I agree. Bald, I, I think I'm going to start getting Brazilian pretty.
2: waxes because <gasps> I'm tired of shaving. I'm like, I can never get everything. Yeah. Like, it's just, it's very annoying. But like, don't you have to grow it out for a little bit before you That's the
1: out? thing. So you're going to have to give Bush City. Yeah. who Before wants Bald to? Kitty.
2: Okay, but I don't understand how that works because basically you're going to have to do that often in order to get it waxed, right? Yeah. Who the fuck wants to do that? Who
1: wants to go with, around with a bushy pussy for a week and then... Yeah, yeah I mean everyone I guess that's what they have to do or you can get laser I would just laser rather shave shit it off.
2: I'm not gonna go around with the fucking
1: but the, thing, McGee. <laughs> <I> mean, <what? laughs> the thing is though is with the laser that she was telling me so this is a fun fact I learned this the other day I had I did not know this so from your neck up your hair grows hormonally right and the rest of your hair is just I forgot how that grows but it's they're like on two different systems and so mm-hmm. Your face and, like, your neck requires, like, so much more laser. But she was telling me, especially with, like, how fine my hair is on the rest of my body and, like, yours is very similar to mine, that she was like, three treatments you probably would be good for the rest of your life and never have to come back. But up here, I'll have to, like, a lot of maintenance. But, um, girl, go get your pussy zapped. Zap, 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 girl. It's would, gone. It's gone.
2: That would be so amazing. No more hair on your pussy ever. I mean, what? Bog kitty. Feeling pretty. pretty. Got Got you you bitches bitches. shitty.
1: Period. Period. So, girl, hit up the WIFH.
2: But on that note, we're going to go on a short little break, and we will be right back, girls.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find
1: Okay, girls, we're back. So piggybacking off of what we were talking about before we went on the break, um, life has just really been trying people left and right. And I feel like a lot of my friends around me and like even creators online, I don't know if I don't know what's in retrograde. I don't know what the fuck's going on with the planets, I don't know what, the, what God's got going on. But <clears throat> I feel like right now, not to sound like Kylie Jenner, but like I'm in this season of realizing. just made a
2: fart noise, but it was my stomach. That was weird.
1: Oh, my God. Are you okay? I'm great. Go ahead. But, like, I'm just, like, realizing a lot of things, you know? It's a season of realizations, if you will. And people in my life have just been dropping like flies. And, you know, my whole life I have spent, like, trying to sell myself to friends and partners and, like, basically just I I keep chasing people and like basically going to the end of the world for people who are just really not supposed to be in my life. And I am so stubborn in that regard of like just accepting things and letting things go because like I'm so sentimental, like when things are good, like I can't get past that. And so I get stuck in that like period of time when things were great and gorgeous and, you know, and magical. And then, it, it, it hinders me from moving on and healing and letting go. But this year, bitch, something's changed. Like, obviously, I'm hurting for many situations. There's many things right now that have, like, really, my life, like, felt like a fucking snow globe just shook it up. And, like, I'm just having to pick up the pieces right now. Like, <clears throat> literally every aspect of my life is, like, I'm like, what the fuck, God? Like, what well, what is your purpose? Like, what is – it really be making me question – Like, what the fuck God is doing? Like, sometimes I just be like, are you serious? Like, what? But I don't know. I I think when when the universe shows you who a person is, like.
2: You just have to listen to it instead of, like, fighting against it. Open
1: your eyes. And I'm having to do that right now. So I will never, ever, 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 ever in my life beg someone to stay in my life. I will never put forth more energy than they're putting in. No more. And. When I feel – if at any given moment, if I feel like a burden or if I feel like I'm bothering you, goodbye, deuces. I know what I bring to the table as a friend. I know what I bring to the table as a partner. I know what I bring to the table as a business partner. So if I'm not being met in the middle, I ain't going to meet you at all.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no, that's serious because there's been multiple conversations that like I have had to – even pray about. And like, I've talked to Gavin about it. Um, sometimes I like, I really get in my head and I'm like, maybe I am the drama, but like, no, I'm not. And what I mean by that is like, sometimes I'm like, am I just so close minded to friendships or like, what's, what is the underlying issue that I have with like new people or just like going out of my way to like meet new people and hang out with people? And when I tell you that I have been through so many bad friendships and just things in my life. And when I was on Vine and like, you know, when I was younger, being in high school and like being younger, like people just thought it was so cool that I had so many people that were following my social media and like doing all these things. And so I think that and I can't really blame those people at the time because, you know, obviously they're, they, we were all young. And so when you're at a certain age, you can only see things a certain way. And maybe their intentions from the beginning weren't negative, but it 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 progressed as things in my life started happening. And what I mean by that is people were my friend because, oh my gosh, she looks so fun to be around or she looks like she'd be fun in person and blah, blah, blah. And like, yes, their intentions may be pure in the beginning and then it. When things in my life started happening and I started going downhill mentally and started making the wrong choices, these people slowly began to fade. And like, I remember when I was, um, when I first started getting into trouble, um, I had a friend, his name was Daniel. And I think I haven't spoken to him in a while, but I know that he always had my best intentions. He really did. Um, And when I went to jail, um, I remember, you know, being in jail, I would call him on the phone. And he was like, you're not going to want to hear this, but I I think that I need to tell you. And, you know, he had visited me while I was in jail, the only friend that did. And mind you, he was never on my social media, never asked to be in a picture, never took videos and pictures when we were with each other, never did that, never would have done that. Um, And so I always knew that he really did have my best interests at heart. And I remember him telling me he was like one of your close friends. Was on live and she was telling everybody like how crazy you were and you were in jail for these things and all this. And I was like, really, because she knew that I was making bad choices and we actually just spoke before I even went to jail and everything was fine. He was like, well, I just wanted to let you know because you've always known how I felt about these people that you've just allowed to be in your circle. Um, And so I think after that and after, you know, experiencing with jail and end up having to go to rehab and all these things, I really did find out who my true friends were. And I think that when you can no longer help people the way that they want you to help them, they kind of just fly away.
1: Yeah, they they literally wipe their hands clean of you.
2: Because you can't do anything. Oh, if you're in jail and you're in rehab, you can't post pictures of me. You can't tag me. You can't really do anything for me anymore. So therefore, fuck you. You're a crazy bitch. And that's all I have to say. Um, and so now that I'm doing good, all of these people have slowly started coming back into my life. That's and how like, it always goes. Yeah. And so they've they've reached out. Well, you want to hang out? You want to do this? Honestly, no, because I don't want you around me and I don't want you around my kids. Because if you do it to me, you do it to my children. And if you secretly don't like me, you secretly don't like my children. And like that scares me. And I think that having kids has made me very mindful. And sometimes in situations, people are probably like, you're being a little too mindful about it. You're overthinking it. But I'm not. Because I can promise you when I take a step back and look at the people who even want to hang out with me, you wouldn't want to hang out with me for anything other than like what you can gain from me. Right. You know, like- I want to be friends with people who don't need anything for me. Right. And I want to be friends with people who are doing better than me. Like that's just, if you hang out with people who are doing better than you, then you're only going to go up. If you're hanging out with people that are not doing better than you, you're going to go down. You know, like we're not on the same path. We don't have the same goals. Like I'm sorry that I can't drop what I'm doing right now because I have children to come hang out with you and do absolutely nothing. And you're offended by that. Like I have a life. And there's only so many people that are going to understand that. Like, I can't just tell you, "Hey, I can hang out right now." Like, I just can't do that. I have to plan. I have to make sure my kids are being babysat, and like, my family comes first. And a lot of people they don't understand that, and that's okay because you're, they're in a different place. But like, there's only there's only a select few people that really understand somebody that has kids. Like if if like you, you understand that, which is very it rarely happens. Like you don't have kids. So most of the time people that don't have kids, they just don't get it, but you really do. And like, you've been nothing but understanding and considerate of that. Um, But, you know, I just, at this time in my life, like I'm just really not welcoming anybody Mm -mm. in because I'm just not necessarily, we have enough, but like
1: what we need, we have who we need, who is, who is here presently is all that's supposed to be here. When people reveal their true colors, I mean, you and I both, like anytime you've ever been down, I'm there for you. It's vice versa. And like, it's really telling that when somebody's having like a down period, like life is all about seasons. And you know, I had like a great three months I did. And the sad saddest part is is in the thick of everything being so great, I had a moment with myself in North Carolina while everything was so amazing while i literally was living a dream and i thought to myself camo don't get comfortable you know everything's temporary and boom and then for my life to just like take a complete turn i know i've been there for so many people countless times and i'm i've never been somebody who's like <clears throat> reliant on other people like i typically like try to be A voice of reason for everybody in my life. I try to be there mentally, emotionally, physically for whoever I can. But then, like, when I'm going through it, it feels like people just don't give a fuck. And there's only a handful of people. And, like, you're one of those few people that, like, bitch, I was crying to you five times a day in the past, like, two weeks. But, I mean, you still listen, even though I was going in circles. And that's what a real friend does. Like, even my friend William. Like, I've been fucking... Talking his ear off, <clears throat> the same thing. And he's just been a great friend. And some people can't relate. Like they don't know how to be a good friend. They don't know how to be there for somebody. And I feel like, especially when you're somebody who has a following or you do social media or you live an unconventional lifestyle, people just expect you to have this backbone. And while, yes, we are very strong individuals, I would go as far as saying i'm literally the strongest person i know but at some point like it gets hard like carrying all this weight and this burden and like always trying to be like such a positive being and trying to like just always look at the glass half full like sometimes life comes crumbling down and it it just people really show their true colors when you are having a low moment because i'm telling you bitch like It'll be another season when I'm feeling on top of the world. I'm doing great. I'm feeling great about the work I'm doing. And then people are going to be like, oh my God, Kim, how are you? Miss you. And I'm going to be like, Mwah. sorry. Yeah. And that's really what it
2: boils down to. And so like, to be honest, like I just I don't even have the time. And I feel like this is how, sometimes I get confused. Like if if you have a family and like a husband and and like, good, genuine friends that you've always, always had, is there really a reason to seek out new friendships? But like, I feel like a lot of people are unhappy and like, that's why they do things or like they're, they have some secret vendetta or whatever, because like, I'm just weird when it comes to my circle. Like I, I think people, there are only select few people that really have good intentions. And that is a sad, honest God's truth. It really is.
1: Well, that's why they say it's lonely at the top, bitch.
2: Yes, because there's always something that somebody wants from you or trying to gain. There's always some vendetta. Honestly, people, half the people that say they like you, they actually fucking can't stand you.
1: That is true. That's so funny you said that because the other day I was thinking to myself, like, sometimes your biggest haters are people you call your best friends, your siblings, your family, your, you know, like, sometimes your biggest haters are people you keep the closest to you. And, like, that... And I've noticed that about a lot of people like how you I think you mentioned before in another episode how you had a friend who you would catch them like looking at you in disgust while you're filming like videos. And it's just very telling. It's like you're hanging out with me because I'm quote unquote on. But like, if I didn't have this going for me, if if I wasn't doing all these things, would you still be my friend? Yeah. Why are you looking at me sideways while I'm doing my job? I'm making money. Are you, are you like pressed? Like.
2: And also I want to say like all this like work, like in the sex industry or like stripper work or like all these things, right? Everybody's like, oh, support, support everybody doing, making money, support this, support that. For some reason it's so looked down upon if you say that you do social media. So like, oh, you want everybody to support like women doing certain things and like men doing these jobs and women doing men's work and vice versa and doing all these things. But like people who make money on the Internet and you look down on them, even though they probably they not probably they do make more money than you. Why can't everybody oh, yeah. people, just people be, people okay? be like
1: people be saying shit like, oh, well, we got to go to our real job or like people have said comments like that to me. I am I know you've heard the same type of things like they'll be like, oh, when are you going to get a real job, a real job? But like. What is a real job if it pays? And that's the thing. Like, I and I and I think that's why a lot of friendships and relationships and just ships, period, don't work out. Because there, it's the jealousy. It's jealousy, but also it's just like you're living a completely different life than most of the people that you've welcomed into your life, and me as well. And so, like, <clears throat> when I'm friends with like somebody like you or, like, another creative or another creator, I'm like, okay, we understand, like, so if you're filming a video, I'm not going to look at you sideways and be like, what is this weird bitch doing? I'm like, she's getting her coin. Yeah. And vice versa. That's why, like, I tell you, like, sometimes it's, like, for me moving forward, like, I really, I don't have room to be welcoming many people in my life. I wish everyone well. I hope everyone, you know, I I, I do, love to see people do well and like i'm I'm, i wish the best for people but i don't want to be involved with people i just don't like i don't have i can barely like wrap my mind around my own life let alone the hundreds of people that i've spread myself so thin for i'm not doing that anymore so i don't have the room to be welcoming many people in my life and especially people who don't fucking understand the life i live so like moving forward like i don't really want to get involved with people unless you're like, understand. You don't unless, have to be like, you don't have to like a TikToker, to, but you, you know, don't like, have to
2: try for things to work out. It shouldn't be hard. If right. something is meant to be, it's going to naturally happen.
1: Right. You get what I'm
2: saying? Like, I, I, that's just where I'm at with it. You know? And like Gavin even told me, he was like, all you have to do is say no. Stop ignoring people. Stop like trying to like make excuses. It is okay to say no. If they don't like your answer, they don't like your answer. But for some reason... It's It's a problem for me to just to tell people no. Well, because so you don't like just, to
1: disappoint people.
2: Yeah, I'm a people pleaser. And so instead, like, I just won't say anything at all, which probably ends up doing worse, but I'd rather it yeah, be like that. Yeah, because then they're
1: like this fucking bitch. Yeah. Who does she think she is?
2: Yeah, but like, girl, like.
1: Communication is key.
2: Yeah, and I have to work on that.
1: I do as well.
2: But with that being said, we need to take a little break.
1: We'll be right back with some questions and answers, bitches. Okay, girls, we're fucking back with the questions you girls have been asking okay so this was a very good question and i can relate um so i'm thoughts and opinions miss mary burns underscore for sure wants to know how do you guys feel about parents putting their kids in sports they don't want to play i'll let you go first
2: uh absolutely not i do not agree with that at all i think that i've even seen like like, movies and shows about shit like that, that is, like, actually so traumatizing. Mm-hmm. Like, I would never do that. Yeah. Like, also, I have a fear of, like, Princeton wanting to play football. Like, I really don't want him to play it. But if he wanted to, obviously, I would support him. But, like, in my head, I'm like, please don't want to play football because it's so dangerous with, like, the head-on shit that I've seen. Oh, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, it's so scary. But, like, no, absolutely, I do not agree with that.
1: Yeah, I, ag- I agree as well. And I say from experience, my... Dad, love you. Love you, Pops. Um he did put me in karate after me continuously telling him I did not want to be in karate. I, I I did taekwondo. I was miserable. I hated it. It was not for me and there was a dance studio right next door and I wanted to do hip hop dancing and like I kept telling him that for months and I was forced in this extracurricular activity doing taekwondo. Is that extra Yeah. What does that even mean? What does that word mean? Taekwondo? No, extra...
2: Extra... I don't know. Anyways,
1: moving on. (laughs) I'm just slow. Um, (laughs) I had to do that, and I didn't want to do that. And so I was miserable, and it just wasn't cute and gorgeous. And I see parents putting their kids in like sports all the time, and the kid is miserable. Listen to your child. If your child does not want to do something, don't make them do anything they don't want to do. You know, like, ew. Um... Okay, Caitlin Barber underscore asked, do you think your younger selves would feel safe with who you are now? Love y'all. <makes> Love you too, mama. So, yeah, I mean, I definitely feel content with, like, where I'm at, but I am eager for growth and, like, more, and I know that it's just a process, but I would be very, like, I, I would I would be happy if like I, I could look in a portal and like see my present self when I was a child. I think I would have been happy with the outcome of my life. Obviously, I've been through so much shit and like so much stress and unnecessary drama that I didn't deserve but overall I would say with like who I am as a person, my heart, my goals, my aspirations, the work I'm putting on myself physically and everything I'm like, all this shit I'm doing for myself, I would say yeah, I'm, I'm, I would be happy with who I am.
2: Yeah, I could say the same, for sure. I really am, honestly.
1: Yeah. Um, A lot of these questions begin in a and I
2: And I say that because I always have to remind myself, like, even when you, sometimes you feel like, oh, like, I could be doing more, or, oh, I should be doing better, or I could do this, or I could do that. I always, like, try to remember, like, where I came from, and, like, how hard it took to get to where I'm at, so that makes me feel better. And I think sometimes, like, This is for everybody. Like, everybody might get bored with where they're at and think they can do better, but, like, you have to always remember, like, there's people that have it so bad and that, like, they're always in this hole and they haven't evolved at all. Like, you have to remember, like, where you used to be and where you are at today.
1: Yeah. Let's see. What's another good one, though?
2: I also, like, hope that, like, Greenlee, like, will want to do sports because I remember like growing up, like I didn't love anything. And like, I feel like I want my kids to like love something to do because I literally, when I look back at my childhood, like I was kind of bored. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's good for kids to like have a passion for something.
1: Yeah, no, definitely encourage that. But just although
2: I did like videoing myself. With my mom's video yeah. camera. Isn't that crazy how life works out like no, that? No, same.
1: I have so many videos from when I was a child. Ew, I used to fucking have a YouTube channel when I was in middle school. This is so embarrassing. I used to call myself Dude Man 101. Because you're a dude man. <laughs> Girl, I know how the times have changed. Girls give me women pussy. Eh. <laughs> um, can, y'all, can you guys share an embarrassing moment? Sh- Shoddy underscore Z. That's an embarrassing moment. Dude Man 101. So embarrassing. Can we just talk about the different eras I've had in my life? So embarrassing. I'll share an embarrassing
2: moment. I used to wear those those high knee converse with the ties coming up.
1: Those are cute and gorgeous.
2: What? Those are absolutely hideous.
1: What? It's getting skater girl. I think
2: sometimes parents need to intervene when it comes to stuff like that. Oh, my God.
1: Okay. Pause. We're going to take a a little moment because now that you said that, it just like – Spark something in my brain, okay, so my family, specifically well, I'm sure a lot of people go through this who are like myself, they feel the need to remind me of how I dressed as a young child embarrass try to embarrass you, no, it's just like. Well, what happened? What happened? You were fucking putting me in goddamn baby gap. That's what happened. Yeah. I didn't really have the liberty to go out and shop because if I did, I would have been buying dresses.
2: Yeah, I think you should definitely kids should be able to express themselves. I definitely do.
1: Yeah, but at but some like, point also parents end up yeah. being like, I, I, I think I,
2: my mom did and I just begged her and begged her and she was like, okay, then you can have these ugly bitches.
1: Right. No, see, it, it, it's like, okay, if I had a child- even if I didn't really agree with how they wanted to express themselves, as long as it wasn't like hurting somebody or causing anybody else distress, then I wouldn't give a fuck. If they wanted to fucking wear shoes that didn't match the rest of their outfit, let, him, let me tell you, there's one outfit in particular that I can think of that just like sits in my brain. And my mom used to make fun of me all the time about this particular outfit. <laughs> and I thought I was fly as fuck. I thought I was the baddest <laughs> bitch on the block. But I had these, I had these thrifted kooji shorts, but they were so long. They came to like down here. They I know were, what you're talking about, that picture that you posted, right? No, I don't think I have a photo of this outfit, but they were Coogee and they were like Easter colors. They were like like a striped pattern, but they were like yellow and pink and green and blue. It was, they were so fucking ugly. And why would I wear them with these $300 Cole Haan boots that I bought? Couldn't fucking tell you the boots were giving puss in boots. And that's what my mom, (gasps) she would always call me puss in boots because like the (laughs) pants look so gay. And then I'm in these little fucking boots. These big ass boots. It did not go. It was like the pants were given like... It, it was so disgusting. And I don't even remember what shirt I wore it with. But like the whole ensemble was just not giving. But I was feeling pussy in the moment.
2: And as you should, And you rocked. And, you've robbed and my mom shorts. gave
1: me shit for it. But she did not tell me I couldn't leave the house. You see what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like... Now it's a story to tell. Here I am 15 years later sharing it on a podcast... Uh, but I have a sense of humor about it now. So I I expressed myself point being made, let your children express themselves how the fuck they want. As long as it's not hurting somebody, but I want to like go on a little tangent real quick because I wanted to tell you this this morning, but I was like, let me save the live reaction for the podcast. (laughs) So I told, okay. So two years ago, I blocked my grandfather on Christmas Eve. I've talked about this story before. He basically, me and him, um, I've never had a good relationship with him. He's always had, like, nothing. But, like, a lot of the men in my family, I know that they knew that I was going to be gay or like this when I grew up. And so they would always, like, you know, kind of hint at things like, oh, homosexuality is disgusting. It's wrong. It's against the Bible. And shit like that. (laughs)
0: Like,
1: like, he would just always, like, get on the topic of, like, gays. And, like, when I was, like, in. Okay, so. The major things that, like, have stuck out to me was, like, when I was a kid, my grandma, grandma tried to put me, like, in, like, a little um, Hanes pink t-shirt just to go to sleep in. He was like, boys, don't wear pink. You're going to make him gay. Boom. Fast forward. I'm playing with Barbies. All the men in my life try to have a fucking intervention for me at 12 years old because I was playing with Barbies. We can't let him play with Barbies. He's going to grow up and be gay. Blah, blah, blah. It's time to give that shit up. And then, like, okay, fast forward. Eighth grade. I'm going into ninth grade. Pop was telling me, now don't join theater class because they they breed homosexuals. They make you gay in there. Like there's some type of gay initiation in theater class. And then, which didn't make sense because he came to every one of my motherfucking shows. Um, And then like, he would just like always get on top of gay and how it's wrong, how it's wrong, how it's wrong. I'm like, why are you, you know, I'm gay and I'm not even out of the closet. But anti-ways. So I've always known that he's prejudiced, racist with a a list of other horrible adjectives. And so lately in the past few years, I've upped the aunties when I go to his functions. And so I make sure I look extra pussy, extra like I literally just had my period. And so oh my God, on my birthday two years ago. <laughs> I, I filmed this on TikTok. I went out with, like, this cheetah moo-moo. I had cat ears on. I had overlined my lips. I had lashes on. I beat my face. I was feeling so pussy, and you couldn't tell me nothing. And he was visually uncomfortable my entire birthday. And I could see his little bitch-ass wife with her stringy-ass fucking hair over there eyeballing me because I looked more pussy than she ever looked in her entire life. Like, my pussy looked tighter than hers. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? And, and it sh- is. And it, and, it, and, it, and it is. It really is. And her pussy has cobwebs, and she's <gasps> she's upset. And I'm sorry, bitch, it's on site. If I ever see you again, squirrely tail, motherfucking Shirley Ann, bitch, fucking square up with me, bitch. I swear to God. So, anyways, um, so, on Easter. Oh, so I um, no no no, I'm getting uh, too ahead of myself. So, my birthday weird uncomfortable. That's on December second. So, it was like right before Christmas. He called me on Christmas Eve and was like, hi Cam, are you coming to my family function on Sunday for Christmas?" Blah 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 blah. And I was like, "Yeah, I'll be there, Papa." Well, uh, uh son, there's something I wanted to talk to you about. Um, you know. I was just disturbed on your birthday because I have a grandson, not a granddaughter. And so if you're going to come to my house out of respect for me, you need to come dressed as a man because you are a man. And like, literally that just triggered me and it just like opened the floodgates because like. I have withheld like or held within myself like my hatred and disgust with him my entire life. I've never vocalized to him how I really felt. So I said, "You know what, Pop I'm so motherfucking glad you said something because I've had a lot to motherfucking say to you for many motherfucking years, bitch." So I, I just like I was I like I at first I tried to be respectful and I was like you wanna talk about the way I dress? When I look at you, I'm seeing fucking boring fucking Billson. Like, I don't fucking I don't speak on the way you dress. You fucking look like a goddamn loser, but I I would never say that to you because it's rude and it's none of my business. I'm not if, a loser. if you wanna fucking wear your goddamn pants all the way to your titties and you wanna tuck your shirt no. in and wear fucking Georgia Bulldog shit and have this goddamn uh pedophile mustache going on, if that's how you wanna fucking look, that's how you wanna fucking look. Oh, my God. Not the visual freezing. We love a frozen visual. <laughs> anyway. Okay, the visual froze. But like like I was saying, if you want to fucking dress like that, that's fine. Do it. But don't fucking get pressed at me because I want to dress this way and express myself. And then it always is just brought up like, well, you used to dress like this and you used to be such a swell young man. <gasps> bitch i didn't have money i was poor y'all were putting me in chaps and fucking khakis i didn't want to wear that shit i was ashamed and embarrassed and disgusted okay i wanted to wear dresses and purses but anyways now that i am old enough to express myself however the fuck i want i'm going to and he's, he's clearly pressed so anyways i say all of that to this so here's the juice of the situation so on easter Right, I unblocked this motherfucker, and I sent him a picture of me, so pussy, in the dress. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm just going to show y'all the messages.
2: So if y'all are on the visual, get ready.
1: Uh, He hasn't replied. Mind you, I sent this to him on Easter. He finally replied to the Easter picture yesterday, and I sent him more replies, and he's yet to reply to these. So I know he's having a heart attack right now. Um.
2: Bless us all.
1: Bless your little soul, bitch. So I said, happy, <gasps> happy Easter from your, yeah. from your granddaughter. <laughs> 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 what did he say? He didn't say anything until yesterday. Hi, Cam. This is Paw Paw. <gasps> I will be praying for you. And so I said... Oh, nonsense. That won't be necessary. Perhaps pray for your own inner peace. I'm blessed beyond measure. It's such a shame that you hold such hatred in your heart. That's the ultimate sin of all. God would be so disappointed in you, sending love and light your way. And then I sent him a picture of me looking extra pussy, makeup beat to the gods. And I said, feeling extra pussy. Also, got laser hair removal to zap off all my manly facial hair. Hashtag womanhood. <gasps> Ah! <laughs> oh my God, I know he's fucking rolling in his bed, fucking going back and forth with Squirrel Tail Shirley. Did and you tell your
2: dad about your dad was laughing his ass
1: off? No, my dad would be disappointed, honestly. My oh. dad would be like, Why are you bullying Papa? Even my friend's sister was like, Camel, just let it go. Move on. Don't be like that to him. And I'm like, Girl, he's nasty. He's yeah. literally been disgusting my entire life. So. Um, I thought that that was just <laughs> hilarious. Was hilarious. Girl, I'm like blowing a little dandy, like make a wish for a pussy. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I'm
2: so glad we ended the, the today's video off of that.
1: Girl, no, I, I can't even get into any more questions, girls, because a lot of them are like the same questions again and again and again. Um, but we live, laugh, love, y'all. I uh-huh. hope y'all enjoyed this episode. This one was this one was a silly cute and gorgeous episode i like this one i did
2: too honestly
1: um so let us know in the reviews what you want next girls and yeah live laugh love kisses
0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.